of the provocative podcast all right guys so i know i didn't record a podcast last week and it genuinely feels like it's been forever since i've talked to you guys but as you guys know besides me and chris we're the only ones doing this podcast if i have a guest it works out great if not it's just me and i was sick last week guys and i'm still like if you're listening you can my voice is still like like just congested um and i felt like death guys i was like i'm not going on here and just like sounding like I just smoked a ton of cigarettes or something like it just sounded horrible I wasn't even going on my stories either because Chris was like your voice sounds so bad please just don't go on your story so I've been sick so I'm so so sorry I didn't record a podcast episode last week for you guys but today's is going to be great ladies I know the previous one was with Dan um please let me know what you guys think about me having um male guests on the podcast I like to switch it up because you know I don't want this to be just a female podcast I want it you know I want if your boyfriend is listening husband or whoever is listening to also be able to be entertained I of course we'll have like some girl topics where we'll talk about just like you know the girl stuff but I do like to have businessmen on here and just male guests because they do give a different perspective and and something about me is that I don't know what it is but like I've just always really like paid I don't want to say paid more attention to men but I I love listening to a man's point of view because it just takes me out of my point of view and can really help me understand like my relationship or my business in a more logical way versus emotional because if you guys know us girls we tend to be a little bit more emotional than logical so it's just a really good way to get in the inside of a man's head so just wanted to catch you guys up on my life my birthday was last week too so I went really hard we went to the Bad Bunny concert on Thursday had like a little rest day on Friday but then Saturday we went to a Grupo Firme concert straight from there we went to the club so sunday i thought i was hungover, which i was and i haven't been in a long time i told you guys i drink like that maybe twice a year because i just cannot hang anymore but i woke up and i was like okay i'm a little bit hungover and then i realized okay no this is something more than just a hangover because i was like feeling like death and of course I got sick and I was sick all week thankfully it wasn't COVID I tested negative for COVID I think it's just a cold because everyone in my friend circle had a cold and you know once you're surrounded by your friends if someone has it you tend to have it too so that's what was going on last week uh this week was just kind of like trying to well actually this week I'm just trying to like feel better I leave to Chicago tomorrow which is Monday um for a quick business trip and then I come back on Wednesday so when you guys listen to this, I'll already be back home. But that's it. That's all I wanted to catch you guys up on on my life. Oh, yeah. And so we also I'm like trying to think of everything that happened this week. We launched our uh, No Evil Rings. So the Guard and Protect collection launched. Well, you're listening to this Thursday. So Sunday, um, which is today, the day that we're filming. So there'll probably still be some on the website. So make sure you guys check it out. As you guys know, uh, I created No Evil as a way to um, feel protected. The first thing that I came out with on the jewelry side was a pendant, like a necklace pendant, because during the time that I created No Evil, I was going through a lot of um, negativity in my life. And so I wanted to create something that made me feel protected and um, especially when I was around really bad energy or people. And 
that's why I created the pendant. And then from there, we've made the guardian bracelet. And now we made the rings, which is a one size fits most. Um, so it's just, I'm, I'm actually wearing them. So if you're on camera, you'll be able to see them a little bit. So there's two designs. If you go to the No Evil website, which is noevillabel.com, you'll be able to see the, the designs. But it has the evil eye with the blue pendant to, you know, remind you to give off good energy, but also for you to feel protected because that was a big part of me in my life when I was going through that I wanted to feel protective um when I was around certain individuals and it made me feel protective so could have been you know if you don't believe in all that juju cool but it's still a great design and it can remind you to give off energy to others so make sure you guys check that out and there's still a lot more coming on the jewelry end of no evil so just make sure you guys follow the page on Instagram and you can keep up with it there all right so for today's guest we have a very special guest. I'm really excited to bring her on. Okay, so today we have Hira Khan. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do a quick introduction, um, and then you feel free to add anything else. I okay. think I got everything. Okay, so an entrepreneur, VP at Max Builders, correct? Yeah. Which is a full-service constru construction company that provides general contracting, design, build, and construction management, correct? And then in 2019, she was one of the youngest women nominees for Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Gulf Coast yeah. and Miss Pakistan USA 2017. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I was like doing my research on, Here's been a close friend for like two, three years, but I was like trying to do on my research like all the professional research behind her and i was like i was looking at everything and i didn't know you were miss pakistan usa 2017 you didn't know no did, so did you do like a pageant yeah wow yeah. did you like the pageant life um did i like it i don't yeah why not yeah i it was very different yeah i was gonna say what that. i do but yeah i yeah, know it's it's nice it's actually everyone's very friendly really yeah it's funny because i i i just got my makeup done like two weeks ago and um i think it just depends on who you're with maybe because i was uh <laughs> i don't want to you girls all know who my makeup artist is so let's not call any names mm -hmm. but she was saying it could be a little <clears throat> And a nice term, competitive. Yeah. And that the girls are always the friendliest. So I'm glad that you had a good experience. I mean, so I told someone my intro during the time mm. and uh, I was going to do something different. But that person went before me and basically. So your intro? My intro. Yeah. <gasps> so I had to just like do something different. Because, yeah. you know, you want to stand out. Right. But the moral of the story is you just treat everyone you know, nice. And yeah. of course it is a competition. People are competing. So you just, just like on an exam. So yeah. those things are normal. Yeah. How many did you do? I, I only did one. Oh, you only did one? <laughs> yeah. And you won it? Well, that's great. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, you were like, okay, I'm done. This is, I tried Yeah, it. because like, I wasn't, honestly, I did it because Anil was pushing me towards it. Okay. And uh, we weren't married at the time, and I actually got invited. Okay. So he was like, Hira, who gets invited? You're getting invited, so just try it. It's something different. Yeah. And uh, my parents don't necessarily, you know, I come from a conservative family, and they don't like that kind of uh, attention. Okay. So, but prior to that, I was doing modeling. I acted in a, 
a few shows and it was just something not accepted. Uh-huh. So I never went towards that direction. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I lost my train. I thought I was going to ask you something about the pageant world. Um, I think it's cool that you won that without like, cause I, when I saw that, I was like, I knew you had done some modeling, but I didn't know that you had done the pageant world, but it's, it's hard. I will say that. Like, I never really got pushed into the pageant world, but I was actually watching a TikTok the other day of the the questions that they asked the girls are very intense. They are. And the way that you have to respond, and I think that's, my thing is like, I'm not good at like, at this, like right on the spot. Like if you ask me a question, like I have to think about it. But these girls were like able to just, these answers they were coming out with on yeah. the spot were like, ridiculous no so it's not on the spot they oh it's give not you, they give you 100 plus questions okay to prep from okay and you can be asked any of those 100 plus questions okay so you kind of you know go through the questions oh, okay and, yeah. and you can kind of know have an idea you can have an idea oh, okay because i was like man this girl on tiktok yeah. was just like her answer i was like Oh my gosh, this is crazy. They don't give pageant girls enough credit because it's intense. It is intense. Even if you get those questions, because it's 100 plus questions, you can be asked anything. And on stage in front of everyone, it's, it's difficult, yeah. even if you're, you've been given those questions. Yeah. So, but they, they do get prep time. Okay. That's, that's important. To you, now that we're going through your, uh, you know, introduction, what was a bigger accomplishment? Do you think it was getting nominated for the Ernst & Young or the Miss Pakistan? Oh, that's a tough one. Because they're both so different. Yeah, they're both so different. And they're both equally, I would say, important. Right. Or at least for me, um, Miss winning Miss Pakistan actually changed a lot of things for me. Mm-hmm. You know, just the perspective of beauty and uh it's when you win a pageant you're not just based on just beauty you are based on those answers that's why a lot of times when before when i used to watch pageants i'd be like oh my god the other girl was so much prettier why didn't she get selected it's because it matters your your questions your answers also behind the scene in front of the judges, how you are, because there's behind the scenes, there are questions as well and interviews, like job interviews. Mm-hmm. So, but Arnston and Young is one of the biggest uh, nominations to get as a business. They go, I mean, there's so many, there's Inc. 5000 that we've won as well, but specifically Ernston and Young, the way their program is, they look at your financials, they come into your office, they have all the top CEOs of different companies interviewing you Mm. and you have to impress all of them. So both are, I would say both equally. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So I, did I pronounce, okay. So it's Ernst and Young. Yeah. What did I think I say? Ernst, right? I I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Okay. So you're good. You can just say EY. Okay. EY. Cause yeah, when I was reading all these things that you got, I'm like, okay, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I know it's good stuff. Cause you know, I don't come from a, uh, you know, like, you come from like a different kind of business world than I come from, you know, it's more, you know, you, you, you deal with like the top CEOs and more of like, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, Oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of it. But you're 
entrepreneur is very different than mine. Yeah. So all these nominations that you got, you know, I'm not familiar with them, but I know they're good. Like what, the one that you just mentioned, which is the Inc. Inc. 5000. Yeah. Can yeah. you explain that one a little bit? So Inc. 5000 basically focuses on the growth okay. of your company. So even for that, you have to submit financials, but it's not as in-depth of a interview process okay. as uh, Ernst & Young is. So uh, that one, we, every year we were growing, uh, you know, 100, 200% within the company. So every year we were getting closer and closer to that 500 number. Yeah. So there's Inc. 5000, but then there's Inc. 500. Okay. And then there's, you know, on top of that, there's like Fortune 100 companies oh, yeah, or yeah. whatnot. So there, there's so many levels to that. Yeah. So in 5000 we were we were doing really well and then you know covid hit and there were there were changes we made within the company so kind of slowed down the pace a little bit uh-huh. and get more i was focusing on getting clients that i truly enjoy working with okay. so i was okay with bringing that bottom line um i would say the revenue lower but making the bottom line a little bit more you know I would say lucrative for okay. us. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm glad you explained it because, I mean, I would, I'm sure some people know, but some people probably don't know. So that's really yeah. cool. That's yeah. really big accomplishments. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get into how we met a little bit and then we'll go into your background. So I was trying to think back of where we met and then I, so Chris and I started talking and it was after Anil met Chris at the barbershop, I think. Right? No. So we met you first because we were in the same apartment. Right. And then I saw you walking uh, your pup. Uh Uh-huh. And I guess I had seen you on Instagram, possibly. And we just just said hi. And we were... We were talking at the dog park because we had uh, my sister-in-law's pup Yes, I remember that. But I thought it was after uh, Chris had met Anil. I guess not. No, and it was before? Possibly. Okay. I met Chris after I met you, but I don't know if he met You met Anil. Yeah. I, I think because he was like, maybe it was like, because um, I remember I met you guys by myself. I was by myself. Yeah. And then Chris met Anil at the barbershop. And I think, yeah, I think you guys had already met us because then Anil started talking to Chris at the barbershop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had probably already met me. So yeah, we got, we lived in the same apartment complex. And then after that is when we started um, working together for the gala. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we did. So you want to explain the gala a little bit? That way you have the right information. Okay. So the gala that we were doing, well, Anil was a part of, right. was uh Houston gala. It's mm. one of the, you know, most memorable galas i would say in Mm -hmm. houston and uh, we were searching for instagram influencers who can bring in more crowd and just kind of spread the word Mm -hmm. and i did some research and i found you and i was like anil uh i think this girl lives in our building (laughs) and uh and there were a couple of other influencers that we found and then through that we we reached out to you mm-hmm. and see if it was something you wanted to do. And Houston Gala was initially, it's part of ZT Corporate. Initially, they have their 
um, hospitals, which is Altus Hospitals, but then they also have a nonprofit. So every year they were throwing this gala, not just for their nonprofit, but also for all of their investors, because ZT is a private equity company. They have a lot of different investors from all over the United States. So they kind of bring them together every year. But what it changed into was instead of being a private invite only event to be more of a Houston gala, kind of like trying to make it like a Met gala. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there was a lot more marketing, a lot more advertisement. And then we brought in some really, you know, top celebrities. And now that kind of stood out. And still, even after Anil is no longer doing the Houston Gala, they're still bringing in the top talent Mm -hmm. into Houston. It's just unfortunately it's private now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but that that's yeah guys so that was a little rundown um i wanted her to explain it because she had like i i would have just told you oh well i was part of a gala but she had all the back end information of it but yeah they reached out and i thought it was a great opportunity because we had just moved to houston too so we we're like this is a great opportunity yeah. let's it's very different like i was like because at that point i was just like doing just fitness yeah. and i was like this is a great opportunity for us to just meet other people and see what this is about and then i remember meeting you guys at zg corporate and i was so nervous but i feel like after that i think our mindset even like chris when i say our i mean chris and i our mindset was just like holy crap these people are at a whole different level like i remember looking at him we're like okay but it was really cool to see like um your world and our world like as influencers like just mixing together because you know sometimes you go and i will say this guys and ladies um you'll go into a meeting sometimes and you'll be super nervous but i was nervous because i was like okay i don't know what they do i don't know what their business world is like but i didn't remember i didn't like even think about my viewpoint like you guys didn't know what i did and so it was really cool to like have those conversations with people who were interested in what i did and i could actually like okay, well, this is all I do. I do this, I do that. And then also learn from them and what they had going on. So um, I remember like being so nervous going into that meeting, but leaving that meeting and being like, I remember we left that meeting, Chris and I were like, this is like a really good opportunity. And we we loved you, but we loved Anil and we love Anil. Um, And we were like, okay. And then right off the bat, we're like, and Neil's going to be our mentor because he's so smart and he's <laughs> so savage and we just love him. Um, but yeah, so that's how a little bit of a background on how we met. And then uh, we reconnected again in dinner like last month. And I was like, hey, would you like to be on the podcast? Because there's a topic that we're going to go. We're going to get into a little bit. And she was like, yeah, I would love to. And I was like, OK, because it's not not everyone always agrees to come on the podcast, guys, because, you know, it is scary as someone who doesn't you know who's on in front of a camera every single day or you know they don't they're not you know they don't speak in public all the time or you know they might be a little bit nervous of like okay what if what about the judgment that i might get when when you know i go on a podcast so it's very i always i'm always very appreciative for everyone who comes on the podcast because it truly takes some guts to come on here but when you were like yeah i'm down i'm like i'm gonna book her in before she changes her mind (laughs) so all right so let's get into a little bit about your background. So you uh, grabbed, you graduated with a bachelor's in business management and a minor in construction management, correct? Uh-huh. Did you always know that that's what you wanted to do? Uh, no. Okay. Um, 
I was always into fashion mm -hmm. and beauty. So when I was a teenager, and I'm a immigrant, mm -hmm. right? So first generation here, grew up as an immigrant. And when you're an immigrant child, then you're always helping your family. You know? right. So my father was in the construction business. And growing up, I remember, you know, helping him put together proposals. And then he would teach me like I was 14. He would teach me how to read plans. So but it was never something I never thought that I would go into the family business. I was just helping my right. father. And then um, always an entrepreneur. So I I came up with uh, I was always into beauty. So I came up with this uh, formula of how to make the specific cream that I started selling to salons like uh, okay. Indian Pakistani salons. Okay. And because in our culture, people are obsessed with being lighter skin. So it was, it was something that would, you know, uh, make your skin lighter. Okay. So that formula, it was doing well, I was doing good, but because I was, you know, in school as well. So I was in it. And plus, I didn't know how to really scale it. Mm -hmm. So because I was still a teenager at the time, but I would, I would still, I had like three or four salons. I would sell it to monthly and probably make maybe two, $3,000 at the time, Okay, which was really good. It was like $20 a cream. Yeah. And I uh, mean, most teenagers are just like, oh, well nowadays it's like, they just get home and are on TikTok. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, that's really impressive for yeah. you to have been doing that. Then I started my fashion brand because I was always into clothing. So back home, I have, you know, my tailors, my my family. So I would send styles from here, what I wanted in colors and whatnot. And then I would get a batch of, you know, clothing and sell that in exhibitions or whatnot. But then my brother, mm -hmm. I wanted to start a cell phone company and cell phone business because okay. his first job was in cell phones. Okay. So he was working for someone and this is, uh, he was probably 18, 19 and I'm two and a half years older. So I was 22 and uh, he's like, here, I just come join me. I was like, dude, I, I don't know fashion. I mean, I know fashion. Yeah. I'm, I don't know anything about cell phones. Yeah. He's like, I'll teach you. It's simple. It's easy. So we opened the, you know, our father invested in the business. We opened a cell phone store and within two years, we had to close it down because we were getting constant break-ins and oh, I had an armed robbery where my head was like slit open. I had to get stitches. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. So after that, my, my parents are like, nope. Even if we lose all the money, we don't care. Yeah. You just close it. Was this here in Houston? In, in okay. Houston. It was in Cyprus. Okay. So we closed that business and then I went back into my fashion world. Okay. <laughs> so I started working at the Galleria, kind of started learning how to do things like purchasing from manufacturers and this and that. So mm. I was, while I was learning, I was working a year into that, then, um, I had an opportunity to work with David Weekly Homes. So I was like, oh, well, you know, it's it's a sales opportunity and it was better money. And I was like, I've learned what I needed to. I've learned, you know, how to get the business and how to run that business. 
So my goal was to actually open up a boutique inside of Galleria and mm. sell mm. like, you know, what I had learned. But plans were different. Yeah. And my brother, again, called me into, he's like, hey, yeah, we're kind of like growing here. Because after we closed down the cell phone store, my brother went and helped my father. Because back in 2007, 2008, that's when the economic crash was happening. Mm -hmm. And um, construction is associated with banking. So when the banking world kind of goes down, this is the, it affects us intensely. Yeah. So all of his work all of a sudden stopped. So Harris had to jump in and help the family. And he literally learned from nothing because I was the older child. So I was somewhat involved in the right. business, but he wasn't. So he then started the business and this is in 2008, 2009. And then I joined in 2012 because I was going to school. I kind of started doing internship with David Weekly seen on a bigger scale how you know things are yeah so then i got called back into the business okay I'm like crap I gotta so go what back. is david weekly if you want to david weekly homes is a builder okay so it's a builder. so okay. it's a but they're home builders okay so they were all of telfair mm. i was selling telfair okay so i was working under a sales the main sales consultant so majority of those homes like in this area yeah. so majority of the homes in telfair those were whichever ones were owned by david weekly i was part of that wow that's yeah. great it's yeah. great that you got your foot in the door without even knowing without were... even knowing yeah it's see just... how it happens life aligns yeah. yeah okay so then your brother called you on to... he called me in and then he was like hey let's let's do this. We're growing and we need you. So I was like, again, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Because at that time I'm like, I'm not going to go out and build stuff. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it, it was not something my parents even wanted me to do. And, um, so he's like, well, you can help on the back end. So that's what I started. I'd started helping with the accounting, um, just, you know, all of the, checks financials all of that mm. uh stuff employment and uh on the back end and then when i joined he's like well here we need another avenue of you know business so where we can earn more money but within the same industry so we were just kind of um thinking and then he was like we threw a lot of ideas. He's like, what about design? I was like, what do you mean? Like architectural design? He's like, yeah. I was like, dude, I, I don't know architectural design. Do you want me to go back to school? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, we'll just hire architects. And I was like, okay. So he's always like a go-getter. Yeah. So if I'm scared, he is not. He's like, we will build a plane while we're falling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how his mindset is. And me, I'm like step by step. We have to have things step by step. So which helps because we're polar opposites. Right. So it helps in a business when you have two polar opposites, because while he's like, yeah, let's jump. And I'm like in the process thinking of steps, how right. we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So we started the design business, which now it's, we're we're doing a lot of really cool stuff which is 
apartment, multifamily, a lot of large industrials, restaurants, a lot of cool stuff. So we're able to uh, do a lot of design and build projects, which feeds the construction side of the business yeah, as well. Yeah, that's great. So yeah. during this time, did you have a different major? Were you going to school for a different major? You were like, I'm just going to, regardless of what I'm doing, I'm going to go into business management. You know, when you're young, uh-huh. you don't know yeah. what you're going to school for. Yeah. So I had already, so I had a very long journey with school. So right out of, because again, I was an immigrant yeah. and I did not have my green card. I didn't know how I was going to go to school. Yeah. Because I was illegal. Yeah. And so I lied on the application and uh, while, you know, all of my friends are like figuring out where they're going to go, what they're going to do. I'm like, crap, my life is like, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. And I, I know I could relate to a lot of immigrant kids because I went through that and I felt so behind. And now there's so many, you know, now there's, of course, Instagram, TikTok. There's so many ways you can make money. Back then, it wasn't. It's right. like you have to go to school in order to make money. Yeah, 100%. So I was like, shit, what am I going to do? Uh, I lied on my application for HCC. I got into HCC. A year and a half in, they found out, and they kicked me out. Oh, my God. So they kicked me out. So I was like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. So I just... Again, I was lucky to kind of just walk into places and get a job. Okay. They never asked for my legal background. Yeah. Somehow it worked out. Yeah. Where I didn't even have to lie because nobody could really think that I was the immigrant. Because, right. you know, I, I grew up here. I was right. here since I was 10, right. 9. So, um, to cut the long story short, I went to back to school by getting a hookup from this girl. Like this is five, six years later. Uh, so she cleaned up my uh, background uh-huh. on HCC. And then by then, Obama came out with DACA, which uh-huh. was all the kids who were under the age of 16 who moved with their families. They got uh, that specific... Um, what do you want to call it? Scholarship or whatever so, it was. Not a no, scholarship, it was a- but uh, immigration program yeah, where yeah, yeah. you're able to go to school and you're able to work. Okay, okay, okay. So because of that, then I was able to go to U of H and I was able to graduate. And But I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I was just like running. And the minors that, that, that I did was because I was like, you never know, I might go into... It's good to have construction. Yeah. 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 Well, wow, that's crazy. I'm so glad I'm learning so much about your background like that. <laughs> we, I know we never talk about we all, it. I know we, we we dug deep into Neil's background, and I want to have him on because his background was really. It's funny because he did cell phones, so it's now he did. now listening to you that you went to cell phones. That's crazy, but your whole journey has been so different. And I will say this, like guys, if you follow her on Instagram, like. You don't post a lot on your stories anymore. And I know you and I discussed the reasoning behind that, but she used to post a little bit more and she's always so fashionable. Okay. Like you're literally like Carrie from sex in the city. Have you watched sex (laughs) in the city? Literally like she puts together pieces that I would never probably like ever pick. And then she puts them together and you're like, 
wow, this looks so good together. Like you are very into fashion, which is now that I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I'm surprised you didn't like go, in that go into that. Into I mean, it's never too late, but no. it's yeah. crazy that, uh, you know, you, you, but every time I see you, you're like, she's always so like fashionable guys. Okay. She, she always is. So it's really cool to see that you actually were, that was like a big passion of yours going yeah. into fashion. Yeah. But okay. So I just really wanted to know your background. Cause I was like, I wonder what made her choose it to go into like building and construction. Cause it's not a very direct, you know, way for a female to go into. Yeah. But now you and your brother have kind of, I know you in the, bio you sent me you guys rebranded it and created what it is now right because yeah when your dad started it i'm assuming it was smaller correct? it was it was much smaller it was under a different name the the name max comes from actually our cell phone store was max cell center okay so it's just something my i was wondering brother created i was like i wonder whose name is max no no one okay, okay his nickname growing up was max okay. he would like change his name all the time okay. so max was one of them okay and it just stuck okay and now it's it's a thing and it's it's that's how we're recognized yeah. and it's pretty well known. So it's do you cool. find it um, challenging being a female in a primarily men industry? I will say this at first. Yes, it was very intimidating and I felt like I was just overshadowed. Mm -hmm. But um, as much as I know, and I think I, being an immigrant made me very adaptable because whatever was thrown at me, I would take it. Yeah. So I, and I would make whatever I could out of it. So same thing with this situation. So I was like, okay, well I'm given this opportunity, so let's make the most of it. So I think I just push myself a little bit more just because of my background. Mm -hmm. So because of that, um, I've learned so much more than I would say average person would because people take things for granted. Yes. Me, I couldn't take things for granted because I didn't have a lot of options. So whatever option I had, I had to make the most of it. Yeah. And I think that's what helps me build this company to where we are now as far as the real commercial real estate industry is right. concerned. So to answer your question, I don't, I think at first people may have that judgment because um, it is some, uh, it is an industry where people are also older. Right. And uh, a lot of them are men, whereas it's changing in the commercial real estate, not so much on the construction side, but definitely in the, on the real estate side, there are a lot of women, but still it's, a little bit more older so to be where i am it's uh, generally people are older right and uh i just have to once you start talking and you know what you're doing then yeah they, they appreciate you and they value you do you feel like when it's just like so if you and your brother go into a meeting do you feel like they focus more on your brother in the beginning than you Actually, no, not anymore. Really? Okay. Not anymore. It used to be. Okay. But um, no, I I think, I don't know what changed. Maybe it's me as well. I'm a lot more confident in a room mm -hmm. because I've learned so much. So 
people also because I'm a people's person. He's a true introvert. He doesn't like talking. He doesn't okay. like being around people. Okay. And I'm an extrovert. So uh, people connect with me a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So uh, it doesn't happen where they would, you know, connect. It, in the beginning, it was a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, now it's at a point where even within the employees, because Harris is more R&D research and development. So he works on a lot of things on the back end and I'm more on the forefront. So day to day, a lot of the day to day things come to me. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I think people have learned that. No, this she's the boss. She's, she's the boss. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, personally, I think for me, and I've been noticing a little bit more, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not one of those people that has like a big ego. I can, but I kind of let it slide. Like, and especially if it's me and Chris, I feel like with our relationship, we're very teamwork. Yeah. And so I am never, we're both so respectful of each other that I don't ever want to make it seem like I'm the boss or he's the boss. Right. Yeah. But I will say recently, because I feel like, not because I feel like, but we are in a, I guess, different part in our, in our lives. The purchase, purchases that we are making are definitely bigger. Um, I will say that sometimes it's frustrating when I go into a meeting and they pay attention to him and they yeah. don't include me in the conversation sometimes. And I'm a big observer. I like to sit back and observe how people treat me and how, especially how a man treats me. And I will say the younger, if I'm dealing with someone a little younger, he will like pay attention to me and like make me feel included in the conversations. But any time that I've dealt with an older man, it's almost like they brush me off. And it, it, it bothers me because I don't feel respected. And even though they have no idea that I play an essential role in our family and bringing in the income. Cause you know, a lot, I think a lot of the times they just assume that he's a man, he brings the income. Mm -hmm. She's just his wife. Right. So it bothers me that they don't include me in the conversation or include me in the, whatever we're purchasing or whatever contracts going on that they don't include me until they realize until Chris says something like, oh, she's the one that's going to be signing the documents. And then they kind of like yeah. include me in the conversation or they kind of have like that. Oh shit. I didn't know she was the like yeah. the one that was, yeah. I was dealing the contract with. So that's why I was wondering like if you had to deal with that or any advice that you would give someone like me, or I'm sure a lot of females deal with it too. Like, you know, like I said, I would never, I don't think I would be the type to speak up or be rude, yeah. but it does bother me because it's like you don't it feels like you don't give me the time of day when you have no idea that I'm the one that's going to be signing the damn documents does that make sense it does okay but I I think you don't give yourself enough credit because I'll tell you this when you came to ZT the mm -hmm. very first time for a meeting we knew you were a boss oh thanks so not that Chris <laughs> wasn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that Chris wasn't but we we knew that okay she knows what she's doing she knows what she's saying you you were asking the right questions you were so if if there are and of course there are always going to be people like that the thing is it, within our business the way 
things work, like contracts and all of that, I handle. Mm -hmm. So Harris doesn't get in front of a client until the project is ready to start. So maybe that's why we don't see a lot of, you know, um, that. But I take that as a tool where I use Harris when I need to. Right. And I'm like, well, I need to check back with Harris when I actually know I'm the one calling the shot. Yeah. Uh, or w- or we decide on things together, actually. But we know together if I don't agree on something, Harris is not going to do right. it and vice versa. But I do, not, not that I should say this on here, but I use it as a tool that, oh, let me get back to Harris. Right, which I have done that before. Yeah. I, I am very grateful for that because there are moments where I don't want to deal with it. Like I'm yeah. on my phone, he's dealing with the contracts. So I'm like, talk to him. He's my manager. And I do use him. He's a great tool to use when I don't want. And to be honest, I'll play that card. Like the other day, someone was like, oh, your cell phone. I was like, I don't know. My husband takes care of that. I don't know. I don't know nothing. So I do use it in my advantage. But I think sometimes it does bother me because I'll try to get into the conversations and they'll kind of brush me off. And I'm like, listen, if I don't agree with this purchase, it's not going to happen. So you should start. Instead of just trying to like, you know, I guess I don't know why I'm like, this is a term that comes to my head to Chris's horn. You should be like buttering me up too, because if I don't agree with this purchase, it's not going to happen either. But I was just wondering, which I think is it's you, you, you are right. It's a great tool to have. It is. Uh, But I do think that it's just part of it. Yeah. We still see it in shows, you know, where girls are like, misinterpreted as or they're taking as oh she's a secretary when in reality she's yeah, the lawyer true. in the room or the the manager in the room but I know it's part of it but I uh when it's when I am dealing with younger men they do tend to pay more attention to me but it, I think it's just that older generation is it still is. very used to the male being you know the primary it, is, go to. it is it's true yeah uh, I think it takes time I mean within my industry I know that um I'm I'm kind of the face of Max as well, so they know me. Right. But um, because Harris is not involved on the side of contracts and clients, so they kind of know. But I think uh, not that it doesn't happen. When it does, I kind of sit back, and in my head I'm laughing. Um, I'll give you a situation. There was a client we had, <laughs> and um, we have a big lawsuit against them. But uh, they came into a meeting and they were trying to buy out our company and they're talking, my father's still, you know, he's still somewhat involved in the business because he wants to be. So he's in the meeting, I'm in the meeting and the guy's like, yeah, well, you know, we have X amount of projects and we will... Uh, Harris, you and I, we will call the shots and my brother and Hera, they'll be on the back end, but you and I will be the main decision makers. And I'm just sitting there. I'm just like kind of laughing in my head because I'm like, they don't even know. Like, how do you know who owns the company more? Because they're LLCs. Who, how do you know that I may have more percentage and more of a say than someone else or especially like these type of things and Anil and I we always talk about this when we're meeting new people uh, people are like yeah we do this we do that and um, they're just you know kind of building themselves up and we're like you should never 
do that because you never know who you're talking to. Right. The other person might be a lot bigger than what you think and may be the decision maker yeah. and or may have a big, huge influence on the decision maker. Correct. So people need to, in sales, that's one thing I've learned, like give everyone enough attention, right. even if it is someone working or it's the boss because a lot of times people who are working they are they're big influencers in making a decision because they're involved on the day-to-day so if people do that i kind of laugh in my head yeah. i'm like no that's uh, a very very great point a very good tip i'm using this <laughs> that clip on tiktok because it's a very good clip no but i just wanted to talk to you about it because you know i i do think that we as females are getting stronger and getting more out we there, are. but it's still a little scary to go out there in a man's world because it's still part, we're still part of a man's world. So, yeah. all right. So let's get into a little bit um, of you. Did you find, do you f- have a, um, like I would say a role model as an entrepreneur? Or is there anyone that you were, have been inspired by? Okay. Um, I always say this. So my brother was my biggest supporter but also like my biggest I wouldn't say mentor but coach Mm -hmm. because I will say this when I joined the family business I was like eh you know Mm -hmm. took it for granted didn't show up on time so he would curse me out and be like what the hell is wrong with you why just because you're my sister doesn't mean I'll allow this. Like we have to put in equal amount of effort. You are the owner of the company. Cause when we revamped the company, we both became owners. So he's like, I'm not going to just let you do whatever and not show up. And me, I would butt heads with him too, because I'm type A personality. I don't take criticism well when it's like that. You have to criticize me in other ways. So, but he has been like my biggest support and also just someone who pushed me to where I am. And I think now it's uh, ever since... I'm married with Anil. Actually, even before, like I told you, I went into the pageant because of Anil. So Anil, I'm just very grateful that the men in my life are very supportive and they push me to my capacity and then they push me even more to do more. So those two guys, I would consider my mentors because they really push me. They elevate me. They tell me things I need to improve on. Like yesterday we were in, um, at a meeting and, uh, and Neil's like giving me tips. So there was the lady who came, she said, I like your dress. So he gets up every time someone comes. So I was like, we were in the middle of eating. So I didn't get up. I was like, Oh, thank you so much. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I got it from this and this place. And Anil's like, Kira, if someone comes, you should get up because it shows you're you're humble. You appreciate them walking up to you. It's just like like those little, little things, things yeah. you know. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. I will remember that that tip because those things when you have people there on a day to day who can you know just help you a little bit, kind of tweak, tweak, tweak. Mm-hmm. You get to that point right. where you're getting better you get better no i agree so those two guys are my mentors (laughs) which is perfect because it leads into the next question that i had (laughs) because you have such you your brother such a strong male figure in your life i'm sure it was 
you had a standard for a man in your life, I'm sure. Yeah. And then Anil came into your life. What about Anil? Were you like, okay, this is the man for me? Oh, what about it? So Anil and I were friends. Okay. We met through our personal trainer and we were friends, but there were so many things about Anil. So Anil and I, like, as far as he's, he's a very good looking man. I, I'm a good looking girl, but we weren't each other's type. Like okay. he wanted a Latin with a big fat ass. <laughs> and he yes. always says that. Yeah. And I wanted a Pakistani, you okay. know, who would connect well with my family and connect with my culture. So, so when we met, uh, we didn't really think we would end up together and he was a different religion as well and being the same religion was something that was important to me so never thought of him like that but we were we started spending a lot of time together as friends and it was just small things about him that really built him up where the respect for others Mm -hmm. he um i remember we would be sitting at my wall and some ceo would walk in he would get up, respect. A valet or a waiter would come, same respect. The level of respect he gave others, it was just such a turn on for me. Yeah. And just how honest he was. Like he put his whole life in front of me, whereas, you know, people hide their insecurities, their whatever happened while they were growing up. They don't want to tell you everything, which I saw with other, you know, previous boyfriends I had they weren't open mm. and he was just always very open and just open I would say I wouldn't call it vulnerable but just you know when someone opens up their right. vulnerabilities and their their strengths who they are today because that's what makes you human no one's right. perfect no one's life is perfect but we're always like so afraid to talk about like I was so afraid to talk about being an immigrant mm-hmm. because that was something that always pushed me back. But being with him, it made me realize like you should talk about your your weaknesses because you are as strong as you are because of those weaknesses. I agree. Because you had those struggles. So those small things just really built him up and that's how I fell for him. Yeah. No, and I would say the same thing. I don't think it's like, I think vulnerability is a great thing, especially for coming from a man. But I think it was because he wasn't scared to show you who he is. And that's what I love yeah. about Anil. When we met Anil, it's scary. Like us coming from a different world and hearing like, okay, oh, when you meet a guy who's successful in a company, typically, you know, they're just trying to fuck people over. They're yeah. not genuine. We never got that from Anil, like yeah. ever. And he's just like who he is and he's not scared to show who he is. And yeah. we, at, that's such an amazing trait to have because you don't have anything to hide from others. Yeah. So yeah, because I was like, I'm sure it was hard for you to find someone that met your standard of man because you know you were surrounded by businessmen and you know especially when you're surrounded by men who are go-getters too you want a man that's a go-getter too yeah and so anil is just like honestly guys if you see them together they're like the power couple the most power (laughs) couple i've ever met like they are a dynamic duo and they're both like go-getters always working but they're just when they come together it's just you guys just come together so beautifully oh thank you you're welcome but i will tell you this my brother played a big role okay. in 
Anil and me being together. Okay. Because my parents would have never approved just because he was, even though he was willing to, of course, convert, still that was just not something that was okay with. My mom's very traditional. So uh, my brother, this is the first guy he was like, I approve of him. He okay. never liked anyone. He always talked shit about everyone. Okay. <laughs> and Anil was like the only guy he was like, Kira, I am so happy for you. I still remember that call because Anil met up with him and told him that how he wants to get married and he needs his help with my parents. So he, my brother called me and he was like, Kira, I'm so happy for you. It's such a good decision. Don't worry about the parents i'll take care of them okay so he played a very very big role in us getting married yeah that's great <laughs> yeah. that's yeah because i'm sure i know you talked a little bit about your family background and i'm sure it was a hard decision like i'm sure it was hard for you and and to even think about okay like are they gonna accept him even though yeah. that he's a great guy i know that's still like a problem for some people so i think it's great that you had your brother's help in that yeah and that he got your that's that was his sign that he got your brother's approval. Because if not, I think things would have run a little See, bit. See, he's he's Anil's very. Um, he's he knows what he's doing. He yeah. knew he who he was getting on his side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until today, Harris thinks uh, again. I'm saying this. <laughs> he thinks they were friends first yeah. before Anil and I were together. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, it's not true. <laughs> we gotta keep that. We gotta make sure he believes that. Okay, because uh, so, no, yeah. but that's great. No, so. What do you think, or how do you and Anil now that I know you guys both have very busy lives, how do you guys balance your relationship with your work? How do we? So we love spending time with each other, mm -hmm. both of us. And even though we are so busy with our lives, like when we come home, we talk about each other's, you know, what happened throughout the day. And I'll give a lot of credit to Anil because when I, when I'm at work, I'm like so focused that I forget I have another life. But throughout the day, like he'll at least call me once and just kind of checks checks up on me sometimes more than once. Mm -hmm. And he's he's really good at keeping up. Yeah. And even when he's traveling, I leave him alone because I'm so busy that I don't really get a chance to call. I'll text every now and then but he's really really good at keeping in touch it's good and i'll give him a lot of the credit but i know he likes being taken care of so that's what i do at home and i grew up that way where i had to take care of my siblings and my family so i take care of him mm -hmm. for you know like he doesn't when he's home he doesn't like doing anything because he's tired so yeah. i'll take care of everything okay so like just give and take those mm -hmm. those things i think that's what keeps us together and just talking, talking about our day, talking about our goals. Yeah. We, we do a lot of talking. Yeah. We're each other's best friends. Well, so. Yeah, which is good. And I think that, it, I don't know if you want to give a little run, like a quick rundown of what Anil does. I think it's great that you both are in very different uh, work industries. industries. Yes. So when you come home, it gives you guys something to talk about. Definitely. So Anil is partnered with ZT Corporate. Mm -hmm. He has a fintech company, which is a financial technology. So they offer uh, services such as credit card software. So giving businesses opportunities to being able to accept payments other than cash, basically. 
And this is what he does. And he's really what he does is he partners with uh, private equity companies and create he has a he creates a model which helps both sides and he is very successful at that I love his business because he doesn't have to work as hard as I do mm-hmm. on a daily basis mm-hmm. <laughs> but um I get to learn a lot from him because he deals with CEOs who are on a top level who are handling you know multi billion dollar companies not even million but multi-billion so I get to learn a lot through him and now uh, as I told you we're working on a development company and on that we're working on it together so we we've been spending a lot of time on that together but when it comes to his industry and when it comes to my industry we're both still learning yeah about each other's industries no, that's great yeah. um where do you do you guys ever or not ever but i'm sure there's one thing that you guys both enjoy doing together that's outside of work what what's that for you guys like i think it's traveling i know that anil loves to travel and you guys i was like, gonna say traveling so on a day-to-day basis we go to the gym at the same time together yeah. we don't work out together but we go together yeah um which is a really big thing yeah you know i think a lot of people underestimate how important it is to go to the gym just with your significant other at the same time because yeah. it's such a good support system to have that doesn't mean you have to work out together i yeah. completely get it but when you have someone getting up early with you in the morning yeah. it helps with that struggle yes. you know so i think that's great yeah so we're on the same schedule and uh definitely traveling yeah. we both really enjoy traveling And I'll give more credit to Anil on traveling part as well, because he is the one who puts everything together Mm -hmm. and I just have to pack. (laughs) You're like, okay, I'll just pack. I'll do the packing. And uh, he he comes up with, okay, well, just give me where you want to go this year. And then he'll, you know, plan it out and do the booking. That's cool. (laughs) You're lucky in that. I got to plan everything. Chris will just help me make the decision of where we go. And then I just have to plan everything. So having someone to help you would be, but Chris is like the type where he's like, I'll just kind of go with the flow. And I'm like, I can't go with the flow. I like, I am very much, I like to be in control. I like to know where we're going. Yeah. And I like to know what restaurants we're going to, where we're staying at. Is it up to par? We just had like a, f- a few friends who were like, um, uh, leaving actually today, they were leaving a Puerto Vallarta and they had told us about it, but no planning was done. So we texted him yesterday and we're like, hey, do you guys want to grab dinner tomorrow? He's like, uh, we're heading, we're leaving. We're going to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> and we're like, what? Like you didn't, we didn't, no planning was done. You didn't let us know. He's like, yeah. you know me. We we just out. They, they just yeah. go. They just book their trip the, the day before. They stay at wherever they, they stay at yeah. and it's fine. I have to do a little bit more planning. I got to make sure we're, we're staying in nice places and things like that. But it's nice that he... That's where, you know, he shines. So I and- have to take a part for sure. Uh-huh. So um, if he's deciding on something, whether it's like if it means two hours of us kind of finding where we're going to go and what we're going to do, we do it together. Okay, that's good. And sometimes like um, we're going to Paris at the end of the year and we were trying to decide. But he's like, well, you decide on the hotel. I did all the work. And I was like, OK, well. 
I can't decide without him. Yeah. Because he's just as bougie as well, yeah. sometimes even more. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, dude, you you have to help me out. Yeah. You, we, we have to help each other out. And it, especially if it's a destination where we're going to be traveling a lot and staying in different hotels. Right. That's where it gets even tougher. It because does. It, you have to look at so many different things. So, yeah, no, I agree. But we have to do it together. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I and mean, one thing, like, Anil won't plan what we're going to be doing there, but staying has to be planned, for but, sure. Yeah, for sure. You, I mean, it just... Where you're going to stay. Either, I know, I told Chris, I'm like, I'm not trying to be, like, bougie, but I'm bougie. I'm like, I, and when it comes to the places that I stay, I like to... If I'm going to take off work, it's like you guys. If yeah. I'm going to take off work, where... You know, I can't, I know I can take my laptop, but if I'm not going to be in my normal routine, which I, I've, that's when I'm passionate about my routine. I love yeah. my routine, but if I'm going to be away from it, it's got to be worth it. Yeah. I can't just like, eh, we'll see where we stay. Like, also no. it's, you have a beautiful home, yeah. so you're used to living a certain way. Yeah. Same thing happens to us. Like everywhere we go, because we live in a condo, so we live up high so i'm like i have to go higher yeah that's <laughs> very true i never somewhere. thought about that not low i don't <laughs> so want to be like the, the, it doesn't look as nice yeah yeah as, so i mean those small things and I, we probably sound so wrong right now but we've worked hard yeah to build where what we have and certain level of standard so yes when we are away from our routine which we also look at just does the hotel have gym because just because we're vacationing gym is still like part of our relaxation yes it is as well yes. so even if we decide not to go one of the days but the next day we're going to go so no, yes those small things have to be there yes and i mean i think like you know like you made a good point I don't, you know, so I hope no one's mm -hmm. taking this the wrong way. But like, you know, when you work really, really hard yeah. to get to where you're at, when you vacation, you want to do it the right way. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, guys, if I have to stay at my family's house because we're going on a trip and I got to sleep on the floor, I'll sleep on the floor. Yes, you exactly. know, I'm not trying to say like, oh, yeah, her ass isn't humble. I'm humble. OK, yes. I'll stay on the floor if I need to. But if yeah. I'm planning a vacation, I deserve a vacation Absolutely. that's up to par to what I work hard for. So yeah. I completely agree with you. All right. So let's get into <laughs> today's topic, which um, is uh, you and Anil have both decided not to have kids, correct? Yes. Um, do you mind sharing your age so that people know? I'm 37. And Anil is? Anil is 39. Okay. Um, I want to go into a little bit of your background because I think it's important to go into it. So you talked about how your family and your culture is very traditional. Yes. Did you grow up um, in a home where your mom kind of instilled the values of like, you're going to be a mother someday? Yes. Okay. A wife and a mother. Okay, a wife <laughs> and a mother. Okay. Yeah. So everything growing up was surrounded about uh, around uh, me being a wife. Okay. Which makes me a great wife, by okay. the way. But uh, of course, I, I, I'm a very caring person. So just by nature, and especially towards people I love and my family means a lot to me. So I was always taking care of my family, whether even if it was Horace, like doing his closet, I, I would do it without even him, you know, asking for it. In fact, it was his chore to do certain things, but I would do it for him. Okay. So just like that caring nature is there, but um. 
of course, not just your family, but your society also pushes you towards having kids. And uh, it was something, even in the beginning of our relationship, Anil wanted as well. And when I told him um, when we were about to get married, well, I may not want kids. We broke up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, okay, well, why do you want kids? And uh, he's like, you know, that's, that's something that's important to me. And I was like, well, I'm not going to fight about it. If that's important to you, fine, we can have you know, one or two kids, that's, that's okay with me if that's what it takes. So you were willing to compromise? I would, of course, I was willing to compromise because I'm not going to, I didn't compromise over my name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I realized your last name. I didn't compromise over my last name. And again, at the time we were getting married, Anil did, um, you know, convert to being Muslim, which not that I asked him, but he wanted to because he really wanted us to have one religion in our household. And that was over me. And just, you know, whenever I was kind of doing my rebuttals, like, I don't want to change my name. It's like, dude, I changed my religion for you. I was like, I didn't ask you to, you did it. So, but when it came to having kids, I was like, everyone wants kids. So if that's what he wants, then I'm okay with it. And the reason I didn't want, or I don't want kids right now, I would say, or even in the near future, the reason I say near future is you never know what the future holds. You know, things change, your life changes. But the reason I don't want kids is because I never really put that equation into my lifestyle of things I want. Like we always have a checklist that we built, right? Even getting married, like I met Anil at the age of 32 and we got married when I was 33, which for a lot of people in our culture, in my culture, it's not normal. And I got a lot of um, hate for uh from my family and a lot of pressure from my family not just immediate but extended family and family friends uh why i was not getting married okay it's because you married older no why yes because i got married older and um in our culture we still get proposals you still have arranged marriages okay so I had, and I'm not exaggerating the number, over 100 proposals growing up because it was insane. But but I would say I would find something wrong and I would say no to to them. Uh, Was your family, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Was your family like ever wanting to arrange a marriage? Like did your dad ever like say, I want you to marry this man? Yes, a lot of times. And I had to fight. I was like, it's not what I want. Well, what do you want? Yeah. Well, I remember, so there were a lot of fights, but I remember the specific one because everything for them checked off. The guy was good looking. He was tall. He was, um, he was, everything was good. And I was like, well, I don't see a chemistry. 
what is the chemistry? Yeah, to them, they're like, what? Well, what is chemistry and science? You brought yeah, science into yeah, this? Yeah. And I was like, you won't understand. And it's funny. So we're very close-knit family. So my brother would get pushed into everything as well. Uh, yeah. So he's like, Hera, come on, man. Like, you've, you've said no to so many rishtas. I can't, rishtas are proposals. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to yeah. the family anymore. Like, what's wrong with this guy? I was like, Harris, I just don't feel it. I, yeah. I don't see the connection. And it's so many times, you know, I had to fight and there was like a big argument in the household because of it. But I knew what I wanted yeah. in my significant other. And when I saw it, I went for it. Right. So... I've always been um, just, I know what I want and I'll I'll go for it when I know it's something. I'm willing to do things for my family that I'm okay with. Like they wanted me to come and help them. I made a whole career out of it that I love, absolutely love. I wouldn't change it for anything. But those personal decisions, like who I'm going to marry or if I'm going to have a kid or not, those should be mine because it's, it affects my life more than anyone else's. I agree. So when Anil decided he didn't want to have kids either because he kind of, his uh, friends started having kids around him and he was just like, okay, maybe that's something I don't want either just because he saw how their life was changing. And he's like, Anil is a very free spirit guy. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I think I'm okay being selfish and I'm okay wanting, uh, picking us first and picking this life over a life where you have family and kids because it's, it's, it's different life. And for a lot of people, that's what you want. And that's completely okay. But for those who don't want, they constantly get judged. Right. And I get judged for that all the time where it creates kind of a weird topic. Like we were at a baby shower yesterday and this lady was convincing us. And it's just, it's always just, it gets into this (coughs) weird conversation a lot of times. And I'm just like, we live in a world where if you choose to change your sex, it's okay. If you choose not to get married, it's okay. Why is it not okay to not want kids? Why why are we still pressuring people that it's not okay? Right. So that's what bothers me. Yeah. No, so, yeah. <laughs> it's it's we live in this world where you are, you are free to choose what you want to do career wise and your your choose to live where you want how you want with who you want but why is it not okay if you don't want a kid right it's okay if in pakistan in our home country it's not okay to have a child without being married here obviously it's okay yeah so if that's okay, then why not having a kid is not okay? Yeah. No, no, I completely, I completely agree. Do you feel, did you always know you didn't want to have a kid or as you got older, you were like, I don't want children? 
Was it um, something? Because, you know, sometimes, like, for me, I grew up, and when I was growing up, I was like, by the time I'm 22, I'm going to have two, three kids. I'm going to have a house and marry. <laughs> no. No, that quickly was like, yeah. that's not a thing. So, and now I'm like, okay, I don't see kids in my, in my life. Did you, growing up, were you like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a family, and then it changed, you changed your mind? Or you were you just, like, kind of like, no, oh, it's never in my plans. I don't, I don't think I'll ever have kids. So, in my plans, I... I always wanted to, I always wanted to live this fairy tale life. Obviously, you know that we w- grew up watching Cinderella right. and all of that. Yeah. Um, but I was always very career oriented. As as you heard earlier, I was making creams and doing whatever yeah. I could. Yeah. To to just you know you make it on my own. You were make it on my own. Yeah. So that to me was always my main focus and I think I'm still so far away from it because there's a lot more I want to do career-wise I absolutely love kids in fact I love them so much that I want to have an NGO which supports education for kids who don't have it just so they have an opportunity to have a good life right but the reason I don't want my own kids is because it's not for me. It's not in my plan. I have career in my plan. I have traveling in my plan. I have a lot of other things. And I always get a pushback for, for that. And I just feel like that's not okay. Yeah, no, you know, <laughs> I agree. And, you know, I think what you're saying is, like, it, it's helping me a little bit because we do. We live in a world. Thankfully, I think the storyline of fairy tales is changing. But me and my friends talk about it a lot, too. Like, you grow up, especially with us, with all these Disney movies. Like, love is supposed to be this way. Yeah. Happily ever after. So you're supposed to have a uh, get married, have kids. And then you soon realize that a marriage isn't as wonderful as they make it seem, which is wonderful. But they make it seem like there's no issues. That yeah. It's perfect marriage is not like that having kids is not like that and it's not for everyone and so you know I in my culture too it's very you get married you have kids um and I grew up thinking okay yeah I want kids and then as I was getting older it was like you know you have like you said a checklist and you have goals and any time that I sit and I manifest what I envision my life is going to be yeah it's never with kids yeah. Kids are never in my picture, in my head. Yeah. It's always, and it's crazy because I see myself, I see myself as a 56, 60 year old, literally like on a couch with a book and like a pet. I don't know yeah. what that pet is, <laughs> but I don't ever see myself like when I am manifesting my future, like a kid coming around me and grab, like it's not in my plans. And I think for a while I felt a tug because like you said, I love children. Yeah. I love them. But I just don't think it's in my life for me. At least not right now. And at least, I, you know, I for a long time would tell my parents, because at 22, 23, I started realizing, okay, I don't want kids. But we felt we had that constant pressure from his family and from my family all the time. When are y'all going to have kids? And especially because we got married so young. Yeah. When are you going to have kids? Oh, and I would say, oh, now like 20, 25. 25 rolled around. When are you having kids? Oh, 27, 28. Now I just turned 28 last week yeah. and I've been pushing it. I'm like, oh, 30, 32. And now I'm like, I'm going to get 30, 32. And I know it's not going to be 30, 32 unless, yeah. you know, who knows, you know, yeah. but 
it's like you're i feel like i'm constantly having to push that number just to give them kind of like peace of mind but it's like i can love other children without them having to be mine and if i've learned anything throughout this last year is that because I'm so all my friends have kids. Yeah, literally all my friends have kids. My sister has kids. My two closest friends have kids. My my childhood friend has a kid like everyone around me has a kid. So for a little while, I was kind of like, well, do I need to start having kids? Because you start feeling that pressure from your friends as well. And especially with me being the only one that doesn't want kids or doesn't see it anytime soon. It's like. Well, all I'm talking about is kids and their diapers and the the sleep change and everything. So like that's it's very true what they say. What you surround yourself with yeah. is what you start believing in. And so yeah. it's like for a little while, a few months ago, I was like, man, babe, like I, I had like a really hard conversation with Chris because I was like, I'm just like feeling unhappy because I'm like, I know where I want my life to go. But everything around me is like the opposite. It's yeah. like everyone's having kids and I feel like I'm getting tugged and pushed and like, should I be chasing that direction? And he's like, yeah. no, you just need other friends. Yeah. He's like, you can keep your friends, but you need other friends who have similar goals as you because that's all you're seeing right now, babe. And he's like, and it's making you fall into this kind of like circle where you're like feeling lost with who you are. And he's like, you need to surround yourself with people who also want the same things as you. It's great that your friends have families and they want that and they are so happy with that. But it's okay that you don't want that. And so, because I have, and and I know my friends don't ever come from a bad point when they say this, but they're like, oh, you're so ready to have kids. You look so great as a mom. And I'm like, I've never said I'm not gonna be a great mom. I think I would be an amazing mom. But- and just because I love your child, because I yeah. genuinely love my friend's babies, I love them. If yeah. I can spoil them, I'll spoil them. But that doesn't mean that I want my own. And I yeah. think that's where it's very hard for people to understand that. Because as a female, they see you and they're like, well, she loves kids. Yeah. Yeah, she loves kids. But that doesn't mean that she wants her own. Yeah. And I do agree with you. I feel like we get a lot of judgment, especially because of our cultures. Yeah. When we don't have kids. Yeah. Um, do you feel like Anil, I know you said Anil kind of changed his mind a little bit. Was it after you got married that he was like, you know what? I, I think I want to be selfish with us. It was two years after we got married. Okay. So we tried, uh, well, the first year we didn't try, uh-huh. uh, because we wanted to enjoy it. The second year we started, we started trying and for one year we didn't have kids. And I think during that time, Anil's, uh, friends had kids and, he got to see how their life changed on a on a closer level, right? You know, and on top of that, I think he as he got to know more reasons why I didn't want kids, then he started understanding more and more. And still, you know, a lot of times you as a couple you you evolve, you right. change sometimes, and that's why people say. You know, as you are like you guys grew grew up together pretty much. Anil and I met each other when we were a lot more mature. So we knew what we wanted. But as you're growing up together, you evolve, you change. And sometimes one person's on one page and the other person's kind of not. Right. Mm -hmm. So if if that's what's happening, you have to kind of touch base with each other. So every year I would say 
I, I kind of tried to touch base with him. Mm-hmm. And especially lately, it's been happening more because everywhere we go, like we went yesterday, we get pressured into it. And I'm like, are we sure? And like you said, you picture yourself as a 56, 70 or 60 year old mm-hmm. and you don't you don't see it and you're okay with it. So at one point, even my, uh, my nail lady, she was like, well, I didn't want kids when I was, you know, 35 also. So I just froze my eggs. Why don't you freeze your eggs? So it's safe because you're still young. You're 28. I'm 37. Mm -hmm. So age is also a big factor. So I was like, Anil, are we sure? Like, do we want to freeze eggs? Do we want to, you know, uh, go that route and he is like no then you you know what you want and if let's say we're older and we want kids we we just want to raise a child there's so many kids out there who needs a family right who are already in this world who who need parents and not only parents but that support system and that life to grow so why don't we do that if that's what we want later on but right now we're good so i'm like okay so you know when when your significant other is also on the same page that also helps like you said Mm. when you your surrounding is pretty spot on then you're good and like chris is like that with you right where chris knows your goals and your your family goals and I also don't like, like, unless you're, you have kids, you're not a family, you're just a couple. Right. No, no, Anil and I are a family. Right. We're a family of two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's just, um, <coughs> those things matter and it's something different than what others want, but right. it's, it's still, that's what we want. Right. No. And I think I love that. Um, and I think I'm getting to that point where you're so, um, you know what you want. You're so yeah. stern on your decision because it is hard. And like Anil just said, no, we don't want them because you're constantly being told opposite. Yeah. Like just at the baby shower, everywhere we go, it's like, I know in my ha- when I'm at home and it's just me and him, we know what we want. But then someone says something and then it's like, okay, then you're like, question. if you're not stern on what you want, you start questioning your life. Yeah. You start questioning what it is that you want. But it's like, I, I was t- just talking to Chris about this. It's like, I think if I've learned anything this year is like your values. And if you know what your values are and yeah. you stick to your values, everything else will just be outside noise. So I feel like for us, it's like, okay, yeah, right now, it doesn't mean that, you know, I am 28. So I could change my mind, but yeah. right now, we're so goal oriented, focused on our career. And I will say recently, I think with some people we've encountered, they've kind of knocked us down for that. Like yeah. life isn't just about working hard and making money. Yeah. Okay. If that's not what you believe in, and that's that's I respect everyone. I have friends who have kids. I I love them and I support them whatever they want to do. If they're comfortable in the life that they're living. I, I love them for who they are. Yeah. But if I want to be selfish, because everyone thinks like when you don't have kids, it's for a selfish reason, right? Yeah. Because you want to focus on your career and your money and traveling, blah, blah, blah. It's selfish. Or your body. I, get, right, I your hear body. that too. Just because I work out, people are 
including my mom. Okay. She's like, you don't want your body to change. That's I'm my like, mom no, says the same that's, thing. That's, that's not mom. the reason. Yeah. No, it's like that. It, yeah, I forgot about the body too because I get that all the time. And I'm not going to lie and say here that I'm not scared because yeah. I am fucking scared. Yeah. I've been working for my body for so many years. I work on it daily. And I, I, see, I see on Instagram, some girls come back great. Some girls, some women do not. Yeah. And it's scary. Yeah. And I, it's scary as an outsider to see that. And it's just, it's part of life. And I know that it's amazing to grow this human being inside of you. Yeah. It's going to change your body. But as an outsider, it's terrifying to see that yeah. and to see some women not be able to come back from that. Yeah. And when, especially when someone like me, I appreciate my body. My, my whole career revolves around yes. my body, the way that I feel, the way that I look. And I've, I've come to understand that I feel better about myself when I look better. And that's yeah. not anything to be ashamed of. I love yeah. it. I love that when I look good, I feel good. And when I feel like I don't look good, it makes me push myself harder. Yeah. So I will say that's another part of judgment that you get. But there's nothing wrong with you choosing that route. But it does. It's, it's again, we get the hate that, well, life isn't just about working and making money. People want more than that. Well, if you want more than that, then chase that. But there's nothing wrong with me chasing what I want. And yeah. it, is, it is. You do get a lot of pressure. You know, like, I don't know about you. How do you, are you still constantly getting pressured by your parents? Yeah. I just had a disagreement with my mom this week. About it? <laughs> because I've been lying to her. Uh-huh like you were yeah you know i'm like yeah well we just got married now uh we're hitting five years yeah this uh september so we were having a conversation because anila and i travel a lot she's like oh have you been to switzerland i was like no not yet but it's on our list i gave list of 30 countries to mm. anil and he's he said that he'll pick them as you know uh, they come up and because uh, anil looks for deals and things yeah so he was, she goes, so she changed that whole subject. She's like, 30 countries? When are you going to have kids? And then um, I'm like, well, I don't know. We don't want kids right now. And she's like, so she compares me to this one actor because she's this Bollywood actor growing up. Everybody thought I, would, I looked like her. She's like, mm. even she has two kids. And I was like, mom. Anil doesn't want kids. I don't want kids. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, who doesn't want kids? It's it's part of our religion. It's like, who doesn't want kids? You're going to regret it. First, you didn't want to get married. Now, nobody understood. I never said I didn't want to get married. Yeah. I just didn't want to get married to anyone. Yes. You know, so that was the difference. Right. But I was to. I'm, I was just tired of lying to her. So that moment, that little moment of truth really hurt her. Right. So I was like, damn, I just should have said something else. So I called up Anil and I was like, Anil, this happened. And he's like, bro, that's you. Yeah. I'm like, no, how about this? I'm just going to be like, Anil doesn't want kids. And to your family, you can say, here, I doesn't want yeah, kids. Yeah, I just blame the other person. I've done that with Chris. I mean, Chris is, has always been an absolute no, like, I think I, we just had the conversation. I was like, did you grow? Like, did you always know you didn't want kids? He's like, no, when I was 15, 16, you're pressured into thinking you're going to have a family. He's like, but as I got older, he's like, I'll be the first to admit I'm selfish as hell. He's like, <laughs> a baby seat does not fit in a Lamborghini. He's, he's the first one to say it. He does not. He's like, a baby does not fit into my traveling plans. I don't see my life with a kid anytime yeah. soon. 
He's like, and if we can, if we, at, in five, 10 years, we decide that you want kids and you can't have them. So, okay, we can't have them. We'll figure out something else. Basically what you and, and like, have agreed. like I said, you guys are, you guys are young, right? right? So you guys can honestly, in 10 more years, you'll be 37. You'll be okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> with me, no, yeah. there's a little so, bit more of that time. Took there's, my- there's a little bit more time. So, uh, I've also heard, well, you're going to get tired of each other. Yeah. So you should have kids. I've heard you're going to regret it later when you're older. Uh, so I've heard all of this, but Anil and I both are very, uh, calculative and we think about all of those things. So I don't know when people are giving me this advice. I'm like, do you not think I thought of those things yeah, yeah, before for sure. I made that decision? Yes, yes. So I'm just kind of like, okay, well, you know, we've, we've thought of that. We've even sat down and, okay, this is what we don't want now. But what about when we're 60, when other people have kids and we don't? Right. So Anil's like, so what? We'll have other people's kids. Like nowadays, kids are not like you and I where, you know, or you don't, you never know how the kid's going to be where the, you know, they'll take care of you when you're older. So you can't count on that anymore. Right. Like people used to when people were younger. Right. Uh, I mean, back in the day, like my, my parents or me and my brother, you know, were there for our parents life is changing that may not happen right so my mom's like oh do you not want to live your do you do you not want your name to live i was like well if i'm dead who cares about my name yeah yeah. so it's like i have a logical answer for everything but i just don't want to give it because i feel like then i'm just again being judged again yeah no so it's you have an answer for everything. It's like, I've thought all those things through, but I've heard everything. Oh, my mom is like, you guys are going to regret it. What are you going to do when you're older? And, and I think the same thing. I'm like, well, if I'm 60, like my, my sisters want kids. I'll have their kids. They can spend the summer with me. I'll, I'll be the aunt that takes them to Italy. Like I, I've thought about all those things. And, but I do, I hear that all the time. And Oh, the one that your mom just told you, I hear that too. Well, so-and-so has a great body and look, she has three kids. Yeah. I'm like, it's so much deeper than that. It's not just that. Like, great. They have three kids and can do that. I'm like, that's, that's them. Like, that's not me. Um, do you think that having kids would hinder your career? So yes, I believe that it does set you back for sure. Mm -hmm. As as a husband and wife, no matter how involved husband is or your partner is, I think mothers always take a forefront. For sure. So whether it's your body and while your body is changing, so are your hormones. You're going through a lot. And me personally, I make a lot of important decisions on a day to day, sometimes a little too much where my head constantly has to be in the right place place so going through those hormonal changes is something i cannot handle yeah but on on top of that it's just being a woman mother is the most important thing to a child so no matter how involved your husband or your partner is you have to give up 
more. Right. And whether it's while you're pregnant, even if you choose to, you know, we were open to having a surrogate as well at one point when we were like, okay, well, and not more so because of the body, more so because of the mental mm-hmm. health. And, but even, okay, after the surrogate, the baby comes to you and the baby constantly needs you. And the baby deserves that. Yeah. The baby deserves at least, you know, your your full attention. You brought this human being into this world. And I feel like back in the day, the way people, um, like we were not given the type of attention people give their kids now. No, I agree. I, and it was okay because yeah. that was the norm. We would just go play with our cousins and whatnot. And that's fine. We would just come home and we would get fed and that's it. Right. There, it those, all of the things which people do with their kids now, it wasn't there back in the day. And if you're not doing those things and you're raising your kids the way your parents did, you're going to get judged for that oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> moms judge really hardcore. My yeah. friend was just talking about it. I'm like, man, moms are sometimes worse than just like women. Yeah. Women who judge other moms judge other moms so hard. Yeah. If you're not raising your kid, like you said, like back in the day, hell, I don't think my mom read me a storybook. No. Back in the day, my mom never not, read me a storybook. Like, if you're not doing this, your kid, they need to learn this by this age. Like yeah. all of these extracurricular activities, like having a child now is completely different than it back is. in the day. It and is. I think that's what our parents don't understand either. Yeah. Right? So they put all this pressure, but they're like, they don't, my parents aren't really big on technology. They don't really know. Yeah. I don't know if your parents are. So it's like, they're not understanding how much more responsibility as a parent you have now for your child. And like you said, things have changed. Men do help a lot at home. But at the end of the day, the one that takes the most responsibility is mom. Mm -hmm. While she's pregnant, it's her body, her hormones. He can't do anything about that. And then when the baby's born, the baby's going to primarily want the mother. And that's because you're the one breastfeeding, right? You're the one there. And so it's, it's so hard because I feel like that's where my selfish part comes out too, because it's like, yes, Chris will have to give up some, but I will have to give up so much more and yeah. who I am as a person. And yes, you will evolve and you become a stronger person and you come a, yeah. become a different person, but you have to really want that. Yeah. And I don't really, you know, as for me right now, I don't really want that. Yeah. But there is a lot greater responsibility now. And I think most people don't understand that. They think it's easy. Yeah. They just throw it out there. Well, just have a kid. Especially for our parents. Right. Because they raised us very differently. Right. And the thing is, the way you and I are, if we were to have kids, we would never just wing it right because we're so ocd and so type a like we have to be on top of everything so it's just i know myself and Mm. i know if i were to have a kid yeah it would have to have certain things yes and certain education levels certain this and that and i mean my mom would also say well you guys turned out okay you know but the life is not like that anymore. Schools aren't like that anymore. Environment is not like that anymore. Kids are exposed to a lot more than we were back then. Agreed. So you you have to constantly 
give that human being the type of attention, the type of environment that you feel also is best for that child. I agree. And I mean, at least that's how I am. I'm not the winger type, you know, and that's how I treat my business. That's how I treat my husband. And if I were to have a kid, that's how I would treat the kid as well. Right. And I'm I'm not ready for that. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. And I'm the same way. You're exactly right. I think it's because we are type A that we're like, we're not wing it people. Yeah. We put so much work into, like you said, your marriage, your your work, yourself. Yeah. And if you were to have a child, I mean, Chris knows that he's like, you would be like, just very OCD, hands on <laughs> about everything. And so at the same time, it's like, well, then how do you have time for everything else? And you, and it's hard as a mom to have time for anything else. And I will give moms, honestly, so much credit as I see my friends going through it and they're lost in who they are, especially like most of my friends have like, uh, not a newborn, but they're like in the barely like one year stage. Yeah. And so the my friends are all going through this like identity crisis because they're trying to figure out who they are. And it's hard to see that too. It's like, you want to help them, but it's like, you're not the one there dealing with the baby every single day. You see, yeah, that the dads are involved, but they're the ones struggling to find themselves again. And, you know, I did, I, I told you this a little bit the other day that I know guys, I came on here with Ale and I was like, you know, I think some moms make excuses as to why they can't accomplish things. And I, I don't want to apologize for why I said that, but I want to explain why I said that. And what I meant with that was if I know that not all moms have the same opportunities, they don't all have the same help. There are some single moms that genuinely do not have help or there's married moms that just don't have help at all. Yeah. And so it is hard trying to balance who you are, your goals with a child. When I said that I meant for women who have help, and still set excuses as to why they can't do things. For instance, if I was to have a child, I know Chris would help me. He would help me at least an hour of the day for me to go on a walk or exercise. But there are women who would make that as an excuse as, well, I still don't have enough time. I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. But that's what I meant when I said that. I do understand that being a mom is a full-time job. It is hard. And seeing my friends go through it, I, I know I'm not living it, but I understand it's a very hard job. And I understand that you have to give up so, so much. And that is one of the reasons that I'm not willing to get, I'm not willing to give up who I am, what I love, my career for a child. And I should not be judged for that. And I should, I would hope. And sometimes people don't even know if you can have a kid and they throw in a kid. Yeah. And that's another part of it. Like, I don't know if I can have a kid. My doctor told me, you know, you have to be, you need to start already ASAP if you want to have a kid. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want a kid right now. And thankfully, like, I don't want a kid. But what if I did? And I was trying and I couldn't get pregnant. I couldn't get pregnant. Society and everyone is pressuring me to have kids. And a lot of people don't openly talk about it. Right. Because as a female, you know, a lot of women do feel like, okay, I'm supposed to have a kid and I can't have a kid. Yeah. It's very hard. Or even if you're husband cannot have a kid you you don't want others to know right because that's private yeah so how do people feel okay yeah to make you feel bad right or if like yesterday's conversation and i know everyone means things out of best place that's what they think is best because 
she she also didn't want kids and you know she had her first kid when she was 36 and she was like i would not change it for anyone the type of unconditional love you have for your kid you don't have for anyone which i 100 percent agree Mm -hmm. you don't know what love is until you have a child because that's true unconditional love but i still even i know that and i still don't want a kid and i know she meant it from the best place just because you know she decided to change her mind and maybe you will and maybe i will or maybe i won't and you will but that doesn't make it like oh my god you changed your mind but you you were so strong about yeah. not having and mm. why did you have a kid yeah it's okay if you change your mind yeah. along the way if if that's what happened and sometimes you just get pregnant and just happens right. you go with the flow you, the you flow. know some people go with the flow yeah and it's okay yeah no and i, th- I will say that like you made a good point because just because you're deciding no that doesn't mean that it's always a no people yeah. change we change every every day every week like yeah your decisions change just like how you never imagined how you would end up in a in a work environment or whatever yeah. maybe i may not have one kid now but maybe next year i do and it's yeah. okay to change your mind on yeah. things but I will say this, guys and girls, please respect women who don't want to have kids. And please understand that there's a reason why they're not wanting to have kids. And just how just how you would want to be respected as a mom and the amount of work that you put in, respect other women's you know, decision on not having kids. Because it's it's a personal choice and it's not an easy choice no. to go against society your culture it's yeah. not easy it's hard because the easiest way would be like okay yeah fine i'll just have a kid yeah but it's hard being going against everyone and saying no like i choose me there's nothing wrong with choosing me and my family and my husband because we're in a family because we're family. a family yeah say we're it. a family <laughs> and you know i got two pups we're a family yes. you have a cat you're a family okay <laughs> Um, and even then we're a family and it's okay for that. Yeah. Um, and I want to end today's topic by talking about, you know, like I said, being a mom is hard and I, I don't think moms can have it all. I don't know what you feel on that. I, I personally do not think women, when they become mom, they can have it all because when you are shining in one place in your career, you're lacking in another place. And I've heard it from so many women entrepreneurs, successful women entrepreneurs, who, that doesn't mean you're not a great mom, but it's hard to have it all. Because when you're at work dealing with this, you're missing out on raising your baby. You might have a nanny at home, or you're, you're missing a soccer tournament, or you're missing this. Or if you're there, you might be missing a meeting at work. It's hard as a, as a mom to have it all. And I... And I, like I said, I'm quoting, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not a mom, but I'm quoting moms because I've seen it in several interviews. But I also, just because I knew some of you girls were going to quote me, I uh, was doing my research and uh, there was a girl on uh, Good Morning America and she wrote in um, this like article and her name is Jamie Johnson. And I wanted to read you guys what she said. And she says, Last week, I was talking to a man who asked me if I thought women could have it all. You know, the whole shebang, the real deal, the dream, a beautiful family, a great career, a house with a white picket fence, and a dog that doesn't jump on every person that enters the house, a great social life, a physically fit body with flawless makeup, and a humanitarian. 
I came to the quick conclusion that no, women cannot have it all. We can make it look that way on social media, but we all know that that's not true. He seemed very surprised at the answer coming from me. As someone that embraces my mistakes and, adm and admits that I am in no way the perfect parent or wife or employee or human, I feel that women just can't have it all, at least not at the same time. And I love that she said that. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. That's very well said. She, yeah. it, she made a perfect point because... You know, as much like we talked about, as much as the dad's involved, the male's involved, you will always be the front runner in a, in a yeah. child's life. And if you are la if you are shining there, you are lacking in someplace else Absolutely. because your full attention is on that child. So I just wanted to bring you on to talk about that and to go into deeper and, and to why, you know, some women just decide not to have kids and that it's OK not to have kids. Is there anything else you would love to leave? Any advice for the women that you would love to leave out there or anything else you would like to add? Well, I just want to say is you do you. If you want to have kids, you have kids. If you don't want to, you don't. You want to get married, you get married to the person you really want to or don't get pressured into getting married because you're older or because of your family or whatever the reason may be. Do what fits your life and focus on yourself because you're given this one life and it's yours. So that's all. Thank you so much for coming on. I love today's topic. I think, I think you're a great representation of career wife. Like I think I'm so, I want to say I'm so proud of you for choosing yours, like yourself, your decision, choosing the man that you felt was right for you, choosing a life that you feel is right for you. Even though I know there's a lot of pressure on you to do something different, but it's, it takes, a lot of courage to do what you're doing. So I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story with me today and with everyone, because, you know, uh, it's scary coming on here and ha sharing your, your story to other people. But I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I love talking to you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and I will see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>